0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up, guys? It's is we and I just want to give a shout-out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. Real Pets. Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Let us go. Welcome to another episode of Big Mouth Small Words, the most must-hear podcast for all things sports. And I literally told you guys that I was I was like, hey. Last time you heard from me, six days, not going to happen again. I'm on the seventh day. What the hell do you want from me? (laughs) I'm obviously a liar, and uh, I'm sorry for that, but I'm back. I'm here. What the heck am I going to talk about? You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to get into into baseball. People have actually been clamoring, hitting me up about baseball, and really quick, this is for all the people that have hit me up and been like, dude, you got to talk some baseball. Come on. I will report I will report that players will report to spring training July 1st for a 60-game regular season after finalizing health safety protocols. I will also report that I don't give a crap. (laughs) I don't give a crap. Guys, let me explain something to you. You start July 1st. You want to do a 60-game season. You guys, if you're a baseball fan, you should be pissed. Your sport dropped the ball. There have been a lot of people that they're still under the mindset of that baseball is still a very prominent sport. Let me explain something to you. You are dead wrong if you think that. I don't know if you've looked at the demographic, but if you're not 65 and older, you don't give that much of a crap because every other sport has taken all of these... They've, they've realized that they need to make their game better. They need to be faster. There needs to be a conclusion. That's why the NHL did in overtime, in regular season, you do the the overtime, three-on-threes, so the game can go, and then there's a shootout. It's done. you got the NBA trying to make things happen. You've got the NFL trying to not waste any time, and then you've got baseball, like three minutes per pitch. <laughs> they don't, the players don't give a crap because they're getting all this money, and it's like... They really don't understand. You're you're potentially, as a baseball fan, just baseball in general, you are potentially going to be going up against all the other sports. You're going to have to deal with the hockey playoffs. You're going to have to deal with basketball. You're going to have to deal with football. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If you don't find a way to speed up your game and to make it more interesting, you're going to get swallowed. You're going to get destroyed. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And once all those 65 plus people are gone, good freaking luck if you don't change something and you don't change it fast. And not to mention, just to go back to the original point of people talking about baseball being huge and everyone always says that hockey is last. And that that is predominantly true because with the NBA, right, you've got superstars. Everyone knows LeBron James. Everybody knows that the big top guy, Steph Curry. You know these names. In the NFL, come on. We all know the NFL is massive in America. And, and that's obvious. Where's your star power in baseball? I'll tell you. I, I remember Derek Jeter. I remember Big Poppy. I, re- I remember the big names. I remember Cal Ripken. I, I remember these guys. Can you honestly... Unless you've got fantasy baseball, do you know half the players? Because I don't feel like there's a lot of star power in baseball anymore. Does Mike Trout still play? I remember him. I remember he was supposed to be pretty good. I couldn't tell you. I, I I'm telling you. I like in the NHL, there are certain people that you know. You know Sidney Crosby. You know, Alexander Ovechkin, even if you're not super into hockey, there's guys that are that, they're that big that you're like, I know who that guy is in baseball. Maybe I'm just completely out of touch with it, but I don't know those big names anymore. And I really don't care. Like if it's it's, you know, baseball's always had the advantage of it's nice out. You know, you're like, oh, my God, the winter was the worst. And now baseball's back. You're like, oh, cool. Like, it starts at the perfect time, and the weather's nice, and and it's fine. But, man, you got to go against these other sports. You're going to be in freaking trouble. So let me say that. Also, to the players of baseball, you should be slightly ashamed of yourselves. And I'm not saying not to fight for what you deserve, because you should. And I'm not saying that the owners are right either. I'm just saying... You guys are squabbling over these millions of dollars while we're having a global pandemic and there's so many people out of work and there's so many people that need sports. You could have been doing stuff this whole time and all you've been doing is wasting time and it's going to be so detrimental. It's going to be so bad for you guys. You really don't even understand what's going to happen with you when you're competing against other sports. Oh, you're going to get your ass kicked. I'm, I'm telling you, wait, watch, and see. If they don't change things, baseball is going to get smacked up. And by the way, baseball might be the only sport that you don't need that, like, I don't want to, I want to try to explain this the right way. In hockey, you need your Alexander Ovechkins. You need your Sidney Crosby's. You need your star talent like that. In basketball, you need LeBron James. You need the, the big, the top Steph Curry. You need those top guys. Do you know what I'm saying? In, in football, you need Tom Brady. You need that. But in baseball, you can watch a baseball game. You don't need the top, 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 top guys. So maybe stop thinking so highly of yourselves, baseball guys, pay players. Take your freaking money because you make more than everybody anyway. And shut up and play the game. Play the freaking game. I don't know how great I put that last point out there. But hey, you guys wanted me to talk a little baseball. I did it. I gave you baseball talk, which I, I swore I would never do on this podcast. But here we are. We've done it. And um, yeah, good good job, baseball. Now, I'm going to go over a very delicate thing for football fans in New England. I'm going to ask the question of who is to blame for Tom Brady's departure from the New England Patriots. And obviously this has been the top question as we hope to go into another NFL season. And everybody wants to know, and none of us will ever know until we're going to, it's going to take years for the real truth to come out. But I didn't want to do this podcast Earlier, when I had all these emotions, I wanted to wait. I wanted it to marinate. I wanted to see Brady with the Buccaneers for a minute, like see him do his first practice. I wanted to see, I wanted the dominoes to fall before I gave a real, legitimate, honest opinion on this. And I'm going to tell you right out the gate, some of you are going to hate it. Some of you are going to think I'm dumb. (laughs) Some of you are going to really, really, Attack me on this. And I don't care. I'm going to tell you what I think. And and that's that. So suck it in advance. <laughs> but um, so before I give you my opinion on this, I wanted to first voice my disgust for some of the Patriots fans that I've seen in recent polls and just things I've read on social media. There have been so many polls that have asked the question of what we're going over, like who's to blame. And the answers on there, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, some have Robert Kraft on there. And then some of them, and I'm not even joking with you. Some of you might think I'm joking. It says it just ran its course or it says no one is to blame. And on multiple, multiple ones that I looked at, and I'm not going to call them out, but one of them had 45% of it as no one is to blame. How can that be an option? If you go that route, I'm going to do the best I can to persuade you from that answer because I hate to break it to you, but it can't be that it's run its course. It can't. The greatest coach of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time didn't just run their course. It was a series of events and a bunch of bullshit that led to the GOAT leaving the Patriots. And I'm going to go down this, right? And we're just going to talk about it. I'm not, I got nothing written down. I'm just going to run my mouth here. (laughs) So if I start to get fragment brain and and all that and start jumping around at times, I'm sorry, but it's just the way it's going to go. I want to first talk about a guy that really doesn't even deserve a mention and a guy that gets much too much love and his name is Rob Gronkowski. I am surprised at how many people still love Gronk. Yeah, he was a dominant force for sure and he's one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. But he was never a Patriot way guy. I see all these people talking about "Oh, Gronk was such a great Patriot." When the am I misremembering this? When did Gronk ever put the team ahead of him? When was he not a me first guy? No, he was he wasn't an OBJ where he's fighting a net and he's being distracting like that but he always cared more about the Gronk brand than he ever did about the the jersey. And if you think that, you're crazy. I need you people to remember things other than Gronk spiking a football. And I know that you you let a lot of the things that he did go because of how much we won and I understand that. I get that. But really think He constantly battled over contracts. He constantly uh, was bitching and he had his family involved and he doesn't want to play through injuries and he missed big games. He wouldn't go to team meetings a lot of the times. And he was the first player that Bill, I feel like had to bend the rules for because Kraft loved Gronk because Brady loved Gronk and That made it so that the rules for Gronk are going to be different than all the other players on the team. And that just doesn't work when you've got a guy at the helm like Bill Belichick. Now, I don't take away the plays that Gronk made. Phenomenal player. He was a great player when he was healthy. I just feel like you people should be a lot more pissed at him than you are. Guys, I know you don't want to believe it, but he duped you guys. When he went out, right, I I fully believe that he was hurt. I'm not saying he wasn't hurt. He absolutely was. And he he probably was depressed, and he probably did go through some things. I'm not saying that's not true. But are you going to conveniently forget about the fact that he made you believe that he might come back? are you going to conveniently forget that he dragged it out through the entire free agency process while there were other top tight ends available and we weren't able to do anything. But then at the last second before the season starts, he says, no, 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 I I really am. I'm done. And then the Patriots start to wither a little bit. It caused the Patriots to have trash at tight end and it screwed Brady big time there. And Then, as the season starts to go on, he goes on Barstool, and he goes, you know, Portnoy's like, are you going to come back week 10? He goes, you know what? I might come back week 10. He always made you believe that there was a chance that he was going to come back. And, guys, he was never going to come back to the Patriots. Never. Was not going to happen. But he made you believe he might, and you were buying it. You were buying what he was selling. And I can't for the life of me realize why that doesn't piss you off. Meanwhile, Brady hits him up. You know, he sat out, offers him uh, Tampa Bay. You want to come to Tampa Bay with me? And all of a sudden, it oh, <laughs> Gronk is healed. Ooh, Gronk's strong again. Yo, he's going to get jacked again. It's a miracle. Hooray, Gronk is back. And he's going to Tampa. And then I see a post today. Tom and Gronk practicing in the heat, saying they're motivated. It's not about what's happened. It's about what's going to happen. Hey, Pats fans, newsflash. The last three years that you either had Brady or you had Gronk, they wouldn't even show up to OTAs. They wouldn't even show up to mandatory OTAs. Now they're running meetings in June before OTAs are going to start amidst a global pandemic. I don't know how that doesn't piss you off. I understand that Bill Belichick is a lot to deal with, but you can't have it both ways with everything. People want to blame Belichick for being a hard ass. Well, weren't you guys the ones that loved him for that? Weren't you guys the ones that loved it when he would go into the microphone whenever someone asked him a question? Oh, that's just Bill being Bill. That's just Bill being Bill, you know? So when he's winning... He's the best. He doesn't deserve any ridicule, and everything that he does is fine. So when he lets go of Ty Law and Richard Seymour and Teddy Bruschi and Mike Vrabel and Lawyer Malloy, when he gets rid of all those guys, he's a genius. Bill Belichick, no matter what you say about him, has been the same mother effer since day one. He has always been a my way or the highway guy, and he believes in his system, and more often than not, has done the right thing. And I don't know why you guys are hating. I'm going to go back to what I just said about Brady here. I'm not going into OTAs. Tom Brady needed more than ever to go to OTAs this past year because he had Nikhil Harry, because he had Philip Dorsett Because he needed to get back on with Edelman, but he was having his private practices because that was his new thing. Tom Brady, people don't want to say it, but I'll say it. Tom Brady turned into a damn diva. And if you want to be one of the people to go, well, he deserves to be able to do that, he does. He's the freaking goat. He does deserve that right. I understand that. But if you know that Belichick is who he is, you know that you can't be a diva. You see, this man took pay cut after pay cut after pay cut, was a team first guy. What did you think was going to happen at the end, Tom? What did you think was going to happen? Did you think that Belichick all of a sudden was going to be the Grinch? He's going to turn into, he's going to get a heart. He's going to give you presents. He's You know what he's going to give you? You know what Belichick's going to give you? You're going to do that. And he's going to be like, shut your mouth. That's what he's going to do. And I always go back to Jimmy G. I always go back to when the Patriots got Jimmy Garoppolo. Belichick drafted him. He was under his wing. And obviously you knew. You knew what Belichick thought of Jimmy as the years went on. Not maybe right away, but I know it turned a couple people's heads when, you know, Belichick picks him so early and they're like, oh damn. Belichick's picking him early like he's he must be trying to figure out what he's going to do past Brady and anyone that hates on him for that is silly because number one he's always done that he's always believed to be ahead of it before you know it's better to be ahead of it than behind it and on top of that it's the most important position on the field quarterback so I think Belichick in his mind was like Brady's up there in age He's going to hit his cliff. When he does, we're going to move on. I understand that some Patriot fans want to use the notion of, oh, well, I don't care if we suck for the next 20 years because without Brady, we would have been nothing. You know, you say that and you might believe that. But I'm telling you right now, I am a Bengals fan. I know what it is like. To be trash, to have a two win season that we just had. I know what it's like, and you don't want to go back there. You don't. The way that Belichick has run this organization, he has made all the tough calls. He's made mistakes along the way, but everybody does. But he has kept you guys relevant every freaking year. I believe that he thought that Tom Brady was going to cave. I think that he thought Tom Brady was going to do what he always does and just accept the contract. But I think Brady painted himself so far back that he was like, "I can't be disrespected. I just have to, I just have to go somewhere else and figure this out." And I am all over the place with this right now. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna go back to this last year with Tom Brady. I wanna go back to the fact that even when they were nine and zero. The, the, the he just couldn't be happy with that. He didn't believe in that team the whole year, and it was so obvious. He just didn't believe in it. He didn't care what he was doing. It was plain, it, it, You all you had to do was look at him to see that he just didn't care because he knew they weren't winning a Super Bowl. But you know what, Tom? Even though that team wasn't great, the Titans team wasn't that great. The Titans team that beat you, that barely beat you, by the way, and if you had just taken care of business against the Dolphins week 17, you get a bye. And then you beat a lesser team. You go into Baltimore. Everyone thought it's impossible to beat Baltimore on the road. Well, watching what they did to the Titans didn't look that impossible. I bet you, you would have found you would have found yourself in another Super Bowl that you would have said, how the hell did this happen? Because the year before that, you shouldn't have beat the Chiefs on the road. But you did. So Brady was checked out. He was done. And I am one of the only people that feels bad for Belichick because Kraft completely cut his balls off. I had been saying this for years that Bill Belichick was done with Brady and he wanted Garoppolo. He wanted Garoppolo to be the next guy. And you can see that clearly by what what he did. He didn't want to get rid of him. He had so many offers. He had an offer from the Browns to get a first-round pick. He had an offer from a lot of teams. And he would not do it at the draft because he was like, I'm not getting rid of Garoppolo. Until Kraft was told by Brady that I need to see that you guys are committed to me. This happened. Check the Wells report. This happened. He told Kraft on a flight that he didn't feel comfortable with that, and Kraft was like, Bill, you got to get rid of him, and he gave Garoppolo away. Gave him away, please. Gave him away to his buddy in San Fran. And then when he got rid of Garoppolo, did you hear what he had to say about him? My God, you would have thought he was giving away his kid. He was like, oh, boy, they're they're getting a great player oh, boy, are they getting a great guy. And not only is he a great guy, a great person, he's just great at everything. He's just an all-around great guy. It sounded nothing like Belichick, but was, that's what he said. When Tom Brady left, he barely, he wrote a statement. <laughs> he didn't, uh, <laughs> and then when they asked him about it, uh, for him to talk, he said, yeah, read the statement. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but, man, I think everybody was a little bit to blame. Um, I probably didn't do the best job at explaining all of this in, in the time frame, but the person that I give the most blame to is Brady. And the reason is because he was the one that changed. He had taken pay cut after pay cut, and then at the end, he turned into a diva. And he has, a once again, he has every right to be a diva. He's the best freaking quarterback ever but bill was just being the way that he always was and that's that's where i stand with brady and and by the way don't take that as a i hate brady he's the best of all time i don't i'm not gonna be like rooting for him i'm not a bucks fan but uh if he does well i won't be upset that's fine i i understand why brady left gronk i wish nothing great for him I never looked at him like he was a he was a patriot. So, whatever he does, don't care. But Brady got nothing but love for Brady. Um, Belichick, I understand how some people would be like Bill lowballed him at the end, and they owed it to him. I understand you. I understand you being frustrated, but that's how your organization has been run. And that's why the Patriots organization has been the dominant brand in football for the last freaking 20 years. Dude, two decades, you guys have been the best of the best. You've just won division titles year after year. You've been going to Super Bowls. Oh my God. And you're going to run your mouth to the guy. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. And Kraft, I could see how people would give Kraft a little bit of crap because he didn't make a decision. At one point, Bill was done with Brady, and then Brady became done with Bill. And at that moment, Kraft should have stepped in one way or the other. When Tom Brady threw for five hundred yards in the Super Bowl that they lost, a Super Bowl they should have won, and Bill made a mistake they should have been like, here's your four-year contract. Kraft should have done it from that moment. Should have said, Bill, I don't give a crap. He just had the game of his life, and we want him to retire a Patriot anyway. Kraft then, if if that didn't work out, he should have just said to Bill, like, we're not going to go with Garoppolo. As long as Brady's good, we're keeping Brady. And he should have put his foot down. Not the end. Not the way he did it. He should have done it back then. But hey, what the hell are you going to do? So now you got freaking Brady with the Buccaneers and you've got Jarrett Stidham. And there's all I'm going to say about this is the Patriots should not be a good team going forward. Not with what they have now. Not with the product that they're putting on the field. Belichick is going to have the ultimate opportunity here to prove the world wrong. If that offense puts up numbers this year and they're not bad, Brady, you're going to look dumb. And you better put up numbers in Tampa because Brady's got a lot of pressure here. I know a lot of people could say, oh, well, he got old, whatever. Nah, I don't know, man. You have all these weapons. You left for a reason. You left to have the weapons. You left to be where you wanted to be and you wanted to run the offense the way you wanted to run it. Now you have everything you wanted. You're in a similar position to where Baker Mayfield was where he said, if you gave you give me weapons and you give me what I need, I'm going to make it happen. And you saw how that worked out. And I'm not comparing Brady and Mayfield because it's not comparable. But Brady has the weapons. He's got Bruce Arians. Offensive-minded coach, and he's got full control of that team. So he better produce and he better put up numbers. Otherwise, he should have stayed here. But, man, if Belichick, if Stidham comes out and he's good, that's just proof that it's a product of the system. That's proof that Belichick was right the whole time and he can plug in any idiot and make them work. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to preference it like that. And I've seen it all, so it could... I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. It could go either way with this. But uh man, we're going to get a lot of a lot of questions are going to be answered coming into this year and it is very exciting. I really hope football happens. I really hope that all the sports happen. And uh really quickly, I want to bring up the fact. I brought it up last podcast, but I'm going to say it again. The $100 MMA giveaway is going to happen. I have not posted it on the Instagram yet at Big Mouth Small Words podcast, but I will. I will soon. I've got my buddy Ted making some graphics, make it look good for you, make it look professional. And once that is ready, I will throw it on the Instagram and then you will have the opportunity at winning my $100. Now, I'm going to do this in a way that I've never done it before. All I can tell you is it will have the rules on there. And all you got to do, it's very simple. You just pick who you think is going to win. And if at the end of it, you have the best record, you're going to win. I can guarantee you that there will be a winner of the money, no matter what. So make sure you go onto the Instagram at Big Mouth Small Words podcast, make sure you follow it because you're not going to want to miss it. Because I got a lot of things going on. Plus, man, when the NHL comes back, baby, I'm going to be talking Bruins, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing a contest for the NHL too. I'm going to keep Ted busy, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be excited. The next podcast I'm going to do also is going to have to do with. Um, I'm going to talk more about the Undertaker documentary. Sorry if I'm boring some of you. Some people actually said they liked it. Uh, I I loved the way they did it. The documentary series was great. I'm not going to go over it now because I I don't want to bore you. But we're going to do it. We're going to get it going with that on the next podcast. I'm going to do it. Geez, I might even do it in the next couple of days. So... I'll say it again. I'm not going to lie to you this time. It's not going to be another six days. It'll probably be a couple days. So I will talk to you guys. Thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate the support. I don't know if you saw that I've got hats now. we got some merch going. So make sure you follow BigMouthSmallWords.com. Follow at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Check it all out. I've got content flowing. I'm going to be posting a blog soon. You don't want to miss out. So stay safe and get ready to get it going. I love you guys.